Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet, which you pay for. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. Is Net Zero still around? My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm, rather fluffy today. <laughs> it's our producer in the Duchess of the Door, Ashley Pickle. Is that a, is that a compliment? I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I look at your, how would you describe your sweater? No, I did, yeah. Yeah. Right? I feel like fluffy kind of has a negative connotation when you're talking about how someone looks. Like, it's the nice way of saying, like, fat. Really? I've never heard that. Have you heard this? No. Okay. Fluffies I, are like bunny. I, look, fluffies I, are bunnies. And thank you. I am well, not. Say, well, I am certainly not above putting yeah. my foot in my mouth because I definitely she's, am. She's, you guys have seen the show. She's not bad. She's just a little I don't, fluffy. I've, I don't <laughs> You've never used that term? I've no. never even heard that term well, used in that way. All right. Never mind. I mean, I'm probably. My look, jacket is very no, fluffy. It's also you very are, warm. You are younger than I am, and yeah. so you are probably right. I feel like that. Well, yeah. T- naturally. Right, but um, I don't know. I, I've I, I was referring to your sweater, anyway. To a, well, d- I did back me a, up on this. I did have a buddy in high school whose nickname was Fluffy. So was he a big guy? He was not a. He just earned. He the, wasn't he a was small fluffy. guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's not like oh, you're fat. It's you're a little fluffy. It stuck. He didn't like it, so we <laughs> called him Fluffy. Yeah, <laughs> as he one didn't. does. Anyway, over there wearing a fluffy sweater. <laughs> Is the Duchess of the Dorks actually special? Do, do we have first four through the door? Howdy. Uh, we sure do. Daniel Agnew, Rob Hadaway, Tim Sparkman, and Stephen Cassie. Welcome in, guys. Powers is here. Hi, Greg. Hey, y'all. How you doing, buddy? Good. Good. It's good to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah. Have you recovered from last week? It's not going to stop. Never stops. I know. It never does. Today is Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. 302 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 893. 893, the number of batters that Ryan Glenn faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, it's going to be another Cruton show. Uh, we're going to talk with Greg Powers about this week in recruiting, uh, all the news and notes from around the state. Uh, we're going to hear from Bridgeland wide receiver Dylan Goffney, uh, who was at one of the Next Level Athlete Top 100 showcases. And then Powers is going to stick around. We're going to break down the newly 
released and finalized 2020 top 100 for Dave Campbell's Texas football, the top prospects in the state. Uh, we will get through all that with powers coming up here in just a little bit. TexasFootball.com. Your source for realignment coverage. Realignment is coming on Monday, Monday, February 3rd, presented by our friends at James Hardy. We are going to be live at Birdsville at 9.30 a.m. This show, this very show, the show you're watching or listening to now. Wait, which show? This show, <laughs> Texas Football Today, will be broadcasting live from Birdville for the UIL realignment announcement that is going on at 9.30 a.m. We won't have a noon show. If you tune in at noon, you're just going to get a replay of the 9.30 show. So, 9.30 a.m., be here on Monday for UIL realignment. We have complete coverage for you at texasfootball.com slash realignment for all things UIL realignment. Courtesy of our friends at James Hardy. <clears throat> Good job. Thanks. I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week in Cruton. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Uh, I know that this week was maybe not as crazy as last week as far as uh, your being pulled around, pulled in every different direction as far as the Next Level Athlete Showcase are concerned, but I do know that that doesn't mean you're not grinding out there. It's, it's always a grind with recruiting, especially signing day uh, one week from today, the final signing period for the class of 2020 yeah it's weird like i haven't even it's kind of weird like i haven't even thought about it it's i think because realignment's coming too and and then also the early signing period. well we have a lot of texas high school football events that coexist with signing day it's state championship games for the first signing period every two years realignment's kind of in that same mm -hmm. time frame so uh there's happenings a lot of a lot to be distracted by right a lot to be distracted by let's start this week in recruiting, you can find it at sexfootball.com. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. Uh, it is yet another Denton Ryan defender. Uh, I think you're going to be good again. This guy is a 2023 linebacker, Anthony Hill. A uh, linebacker from Denton Ryan has picked up a pair of Power 5 offers from Miami and from Penn State. Uh, Illinois State was the first to offer him, uh, but this is a guy who, as a freshman, uh, was making noise for the, for the Raiders. And look at this tape. Like, I feel sorry for these poor sub-varsity kids. Watch this. Oh, my gosh. What are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> yeah, that's like a freight train coming at you. Oh, God. Oof. That kid what was What are you supposed to morning. do with that? <laughs> that so kid's 14. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, 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 please don't. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so I get no, it. So there was no surprise that he was named as one of the top 25 uh Freshman to watch in the DCTF Rising magazine, and he's also uh, called up to the varsity team later on in the year, of yes. course, uh, to get some action, get a glimpse at him. Denton Ryan is loaded with top-level D1 prospects. Well, Anthony Hill's next in line, and they've got a very strong freshman class at Denton Ryan, so the 2023 cycle for them is going to be stacked. Uh, Colt Delatore, the Delatore name, is one that's been pretty prominent there. Also plays on the offensive line. Got called up for the varsity team in the 2023 cycle. And they've got a pretty good quarterback as well. So a lot of players to watch. But big things ha happening for Anthony Hill, who did get an offer from Miami and Penn State. So I think uh, some local schools will probably be behind there soon. I would imagine that he is going to be somebody. He just took the ball away. <laughs> oh, my God. God this is some of the most dominant. Yeah, that's some of the most. Like, and I think that's what you want to see. Like. Look, I'm I'm of the belief, in my opinion, I always like before I'm ready to really 
like hop on board with the kid. I want to see some varsity tape. Right. I get it. You know, there are great freshmen out there who are doing great things for the freshman team. But like, if you if I'm going to pay attention to a sub varsity tape, it better look like this. <laughs> right. That's the way I felt too. Because when we try to put together those lists, we're trying to pick guys who by and large played varsity because you have something to compare it to but there are exceptions to those rules there are some guys that you know about and this one didn't take long to realize to say oh wow this dude's special uh yeah most certainly uh anthony hill the linebacker from Denton ryan class 2023 a name to know let's get to our commit of the week our commit of the week um you know it's a big commit whenever like my timeline blows up i follow some recruiting guys but like not as many as you do uh, but when My your timeline, timeline also blew up, when your timeline time. blows up, uh, you know big things are doing. Lancaster 2020 running back Trey Bradford has committed to LSU. Uh, the defending national champions pick up the running back uh, from Lancaster. Trey Bradford. I know he had uh, offers from all over, including Texas, Ohio State, and USC, but he is heading to the Tigers. And I think that he'll be a good fit in that offense. Brings a different kind of dimension. He's a I guess I would say more of a speed back. He's a guy who can hit that second gear and really take it to the house in a, in a, in an instance, and that's what you'll see on his first couple of highlight clips where he dashes to daylight and makes defenses pay in a hurry. He was the running back MVP at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 in 2019. Um, so just brings a lot of the tools to the table. And, and one thing I really like about him is you'll see here is his ability to catch the football coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's something that he does get to do somewhat – at Lancaster, but we'll get to do more of it, I think, in college is, is he's a guy who could come on the field in third-down situations. Well, and, and Lancaster is a program that routinely puts out not just prospects, but this is, seems like their wheelhouse. You're talking skill position guys, right. guys who are game-breakers. Well, here's the next one up in Trey Bradford. And he, he's one of those guys who has that bona fide and verified track speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that he's going to be able to make defenses pay consistently. He's not your prototypical LSU running back. You know, you look yeah. at guys like Leonard Fournette and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a little bit more stocky than what Trey is. He's more of a slasher. And I think that's going to bring a different dimension into the offense, an offense that's going to, you know, do some revamping now that uh, Joe Brady's went on to the NFL. And yeah. I saw him play multiple times this year in person, and I think the thing that's – impressed me the most with him was the fact that like you said he's got some unbelievable track speed but he also has great vision in being patient to find the holes and once he finds them then he turns them on but a lot of times with those guys who are that quick it's hard for them to be patient and find those holes yeah most certainly and that that shows up in in the tape as well uh trey bradford committed to lsu 2020 running back out of lancaster uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow us on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D One. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. We already talked about one underclassman, uh, a freshman a guy who just finished his freshman year. Let's talk about a guy who just finished his sophomore year. Austin Westlake quarterback Cade Klubnick. For a lot of the season, he was getting reps behind center there right. at Westlake as they were kind of going with a three quarterback system. They end up settling on the senior Kirkland Michaud. Uh, but this is a guy who had a great performance at the Next Level Athlete Top 100 camp, uh, and now he's picked up a Power 5 offer, this one from the Baylor Bears, who have shown interest in the sophomore quarterback, uh, uh, Kate Klubnick. It was such a stacked event quarterback-wise in Dallas because you had Klubnick there. You had, you know, the MVP was Caden Salter from Cedar Hill, Baron Morton, a Texas Tech commitment. Alex Orgy, one of the more impressive physical specimens that you'll oh, yeah. find. Taylor Green from Louisville. I mean, so there was a very, uh, it was a very stacked event. But Klubnik stood out because of his lightning quick release and his velocity. And 
on the intermediate and medium range passes, I don't think there was a quarterback who had better velo as the ball came out of his hands. And he's a guy who can certainly add to that as he grows and matures, you know, checking in at 6'1", 170 pounds. He's a guy who's going to get bigger and stronger as he just as he just grows and ages uh, over the next two over the next two seasons at Austin Westlake. No surprise that they have a talented quarterback. They're like Lake Travis down there. You know, I know that they're big rivals, but those two programs consistently crank out college-level quarterbacks and club next next to them. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think it's it's worth mentioning that I know that people are hearing me say he, he – shared reps until they settled on another guy. If you talk with Todd Dodge, that was like no, that's not a knock on Kate Klubnik. This is a guy who is ready, and they are very confident about him going forward. It was just that the senior quarterback in Kirkland Michaud maybe showed a little bit more at that time, and they felt more confident with him when the playoffs came around. Uh, I, I think it's important to note that like Kate Klubnik didn't lose the job. Right. Uh, you know, let's. I want to be very clear about that. Uh, and, and Todd Dodge just said, you know what, we had a we had an embarrassment of riches at the quarterback spot. We ended up going with Kirkland Michaud, but I know he's also very high on Kate Klubnik both in 2020 or 2019 and going forward. Well, I mean, they won the state championship that with Michelle. So, I mean, it was okay. That's probably a good track but record. But Klubnik completed 77% of his passes while he was in games at the varsity level as a sophomore. That's pretty impre- – I mean, that's a imp- very impressive t- statistic to me. Yeah, that's pretty darn good, especially right. for a sophomore. Finally, let's get to our recruit of the week. Never heard of him. And our recruit of the week – is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the Rockwall wide receiver, the Ohio State signee. The reason that he is our recruit of the week is, we'll talk about this after we hear from Dylan Coffney here in a moment, right. but we have released the final Hot 100 for the Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, Texas football.com slash recruiting, um, the top 100 prospects in the state of Texas in the class of 2020, and we have a new number one, and it is the wide receiver from Rockwall, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, I'm pretty sure that anybody who watched him can see why he is at least a consensus top three prospect in the state and for us right. the number one prospect in the state. Well, we can talk more about this after we hear from Dylan Goffney, but the selection process this year for the number one recruit was as tough as I can ever remember it. And I think this is my this is my almost my tenth year doing mm-hmm. te- this is my tenth class of doing Texas high school football rankings. I think it's the closest battle we've had for number one because I really think that you could look at that top five right now starting with Jackson Smith and Jigba going to Drew Sanders uh, Demon Demas Zach Evans and Jalen Jones and all of those guys had a had a claim I think and could make an argument the reason why I think we want to go with Smith and Jigba is because of everything he brings to the table on and off the field on the field, he's clutch. We all saw it when it was a big game, when their backs were against the wall. Uh, he was able to pull in tough passes, contested passes, and make those wow plays. I mean, tremendous plays. And consistency. He's done it for, th- you know, he, he's played all the years, but for three years he's put up monster numbers and he's produced. And people may point to his injury history and say, uh, you know, he's dealt with, he's been banged up a lot. Uh, and maybe that's a, a downside to his potential as the number one prospect, but he didn't miss games. Yeah. He's a gamer, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, of course, he's committed to Ohio State, so the Buckeyes now with back-to-back years where they've secured uh, DCTF's number one rated prospect in Texas. Absolutely. So we're going to talk more about the number one prospect and the top 100 at TexasFall.com slash recruiting coming up here in just a little bit. But last week, 
during the Next Level Athlete Top 100 showcases, both in Houston and in Dallas, we had a number of great conversations uh, with the prospects who came through. Uh, one of them, down at Barber's Hill, uh, we talked with the star wide receiver for Bridgeland, Dylan Goffney. Here is our conversation with Dylan Goffney of Bridgeland here on Texas Football Today. Dylan Goffney, receiver at Bridgeland High School. Um, I say my physicality and um, catching mostly and run after catch actually. My favorite play is like running the go ball or catching deep routes or just like catching a short route like a hitch and taking it all the way to the house. It means a lot to play for my high school, represent them a lot and like come to camps like these and represent for my high school. Uh, Cal, Duke, Arizona, Arkansas, SMU, Vanderbilt. I say all of them. I was excited for all of them because you know it just led to me that the hard work's paying off and to keep working hard because you can take you can go somewhere. Having my family be able to come see me, you know, grandparents to come see me, that would be a big thing, have my brother be able to come see me. Uh, hopefully a lot of big things, big catches, and a lot of scoring. Dylan Goffney is one of these guys who I think his recruitment is really going to spike as more colleges get a chance to see him in the spring evaluation period. Uh, his best attribute to me is his hands, and that's a pretty good attribute to have if you're a wide receiver. He catches everything, has strong hands, no matter if it's a bullet pass, a touch pass, uh, he's able to pull everything in. Uh, there's a number of schools that have already extended him an offer, but what I know is it's probably not enough. Uh, just based on his MVP performance that he had at the camp, he's a guy who should be on everyone's radar, no matter if they're from Texas or out of state. This is a guy colleges should know about right now. There he is, Dylan Goffney, the 2021 wide receiver from Bridgeland down there in Scythair ISD. Uh, 2021 kid, a uh, guy that you're going to need to know his name going forward uh, whenever we start getting deep into the 2021 recruiting, which will come up as soon as we're done with 2020. Although, we're already talking 2023 kids. I mean, we're all getting old, man. Time, yep. waits not, time waits for no man. Anyway, we've got a ton of interviews up at TexasFootball.com from uh, recruits from prospects who swum through the uh, the Next Level Athlete Top 100 uh, Showcase. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right. Greg Powers is here. I'm Next Level Athlete. And Greg Powers has just updated at TexasFootball.com the final... 2020 Hot 100, uh, the 100 top prospects in the state of Texas in 2020. We mentioned that there is a new number one, but that is not to say that's the only shakeup at the top right. of the rankings. Uh, we've we've really the, the top five and, and the five stars uh, got a shakeup as well. Right. And, you know, it's been a tough process this year to try to to select those final five stars. I, I definitely wanted to have it done much earlier than the final rankings but I mean it was just uh, uh, it, it was just a tough year because I really think that you look at the top 12 prospects in the state this year and really maybe can push that out to you know the top 16 prospects uh, are all interchangeable I think to a certain extent I mean you can look at pluses and minuses each one of these guys but picking up uh, fifth star in this latest round of rankings was Drew Sanders who moved up to number two uh, I think once he goes full-time defense at Alabama he sky's the limit for him it, it, you look at his defensive highlight reel from 2019 and, and it's full of great plays but 
he didn't play defense full time. So, I mean, just think if he played all the time on the defensive side of the football, didn't have to play offense, what that tape would have really looked like. And I think that Drew has a, a, a case to be the number one prospect in the state. And then you have DeMond Demas and Zachary Evans, who were, you know, Evans and Demas were one and two pretty much the entire race until the very last shakeup. Uh, had some issues where Demas didn't get a chance to showcase his skills on the field as a as a senior because of the UIL transfer mm-hmm. rules. And Evans, of course, uh, was the, the MVP of the Under Armour All-America game. Um, so has the skill sets that you're looking for. Uh, in a top prospect as well to hold on to that five-star ranking. And then Jalen Jones, he's a guy who I think is some hybrid between uh, Jamal Adams and Jeffrey Akuda, and that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. And, and <laughs> worth mentioning that when we talk about five stars, four stars, three stars, there is a – this is not just, oh, we're picking a number at random. Right. The top five prospects are five stars. Uh, six through 50 are four stars. And, exactly. And then, and then the next 50, what, the, the, the three stars. Right, three um, stars after that. Uh, three stars after that uh, until you get down to kids who would be two stars, et cetera. Uh, but this is a, a list entirely comprised of, of guys who are uh, would be in the three-star range. Um, got some two stars down there if you want to go through guys that we have profiles on at TexasFootball.com. Uh, what I find interesting is obviously the the we mentioned we've we've chronicled the the saga of Zach Evans. He remains the top uncommitted uh, prospect in the state. But next up is at number sixteen, the number two defensive end in the state uh, according to us uh, is Alfred Collins right. uh, from Bastrop Cedar Creek. And I know that this is a guy. Um, he's always been a big time prospect, but I feel like his stock is rising even as we even as we speak. Well, he really impressed me at the arm. Sorry. Just the All-American game. Yeah. It's not the Army All-American <laughs> game anymore. Yeah. Just the All-American game. It's never – that's always going to be hard. It is, it's ingrained in our memory mm-hmm. as being the Army All-American game. But Alfred Collins really stood out on that field of All-Americans. He's a big, strong defensive end who could possibly even play offensive tackle or slide inside and play some defensive tackle as well. But I think that he really had uh, a strong close to the season, made a push up the rankings list because I think he jumped from the 30s up to number 16. I kind of call it that super 16. You look at this list and you see all those guys, you know, starting with Jaquindon Jackson at number six all the way down to 16 at Alfred Collins. Those are some pretty special talents. And within that group are guys like Devon Chain and Marvin Mims, you know, speed burners who will be difference makers when they arrive on the college scene. Uh, guy that I put in that conversation that I think is an outlier for us that I, I don't know if any other service out there has as a four-star is F- Houston Sterling's Frank Brown. Yeah. Who committed to Arizona. Um, this guy's another guy who is in that that category of a difference maker with the football in his hands, does a little bit of everything, and kind of flew under the radar for a Houston Sterling program uh, that doesn't have a lot of limelight it, on it like some of the schools down there in the Houston area, like Shadow Creek, Manville, North Shore, Westfield. You know, not a lot of people beating down the door at Houston Sterling, but they should have been because Frank Brown's a freak. Right, and, and speaking of which, he's a new four-star in our, in the uh, right. the Hot 100, as well as two other guys. A guy we've mentioned, cornerback Ennis Rakestraw from, from Duncanville, a guy whose stock has just skyrocketed, basically basically since he played Jackson with the Jigba in the Rockwall game uh, right. against in, in the semifinals. The other one uh, is uh, Barber Soft offensive tackle Casey Collier, and this is a guy who I know you were really impressed with his senior tape, a guy who's been on our radar, right? but you saw his senior tape and you were saying this kid, Casey Collier from, from Barber's Hill, uh, is, is a guy that, that you certainly need to know about. The first Barber's Hill four-star of all time. Oh, wow. So oh, I can't think cool. if there would be another Barber Seal guy that would have rated yeah, I'm trying at to least think. since, the, you know, 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 2000s, he's definitely the first Barber Seal four-star. So he's 
Collier's an interesting guy because he's had the most improved tape from junior to senior year that I can personally recall. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. Fans of this show that have listened to the show every week kind of saw some of these guys possibly coming for the time that we've spent talking about them, whether they were the recruit of the week or prospect on the rise or picked up big offers throughout their recruiting process. They've been made mention of on the show. Mm -hmm. And Casey Collier is one of those guys who kind of reminds me of former Tom Westerberg standout Greg Little at Allen. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have all of the same physical attributes and that made Greg Little the number one prospect mm -hmm. in the state. But there are some similarities there, and I think that that will serve him well as he goes to USC. He's an all-conference type of guy once he develops there, I think, in my in my opinion. And, of course, Rakestraw, wow, this guy wasn't getting enough run out of his junior year. Right. And then to come into the senior year and do the type of things that he did with Chris Thompson being limited with the knee injury, they leaned on uh, Rakestraw to shut down his side of the field. And he did that. Yeah. It, it, it was all awful impressive to watch, and no wonder that he is a new four-star in the final DCTF Top 100. Uh, and then there are new guys who enter uh, the Top 100 for the first time. Uh, guys we've heard of, Sawyer Gorham, Gorham Welch, right. uh, the defensive lineman out of Longview, a guy that I know, you know, he's, he's again, been on our radar, but a really solid senior year for him. Grant Mayon, the, uh, uh, the the defensive lineman from uh, from Denton Geyer, uh, the Oklahoma State commit. But there are two guys that I, that I really want to spotlight. One of them is the tight end uh, out of Cy Ranch, uh, Drake Dabney. Right. Uh, a new uh, a new entry into the top 100, uh, the Baylor commit at the tight end spot. It's not – this is not as deep a tight end class as we've seen in the past couple of years. But Drake Dabney f strikes me as that guy who may be flying a little bit under the radar and, and, and a savvy pickup for the Bears. And I think he's the sixth tight end in the top 100 yeah. this year. So, I mean, it's not it's a, it's a solid class mm -hmm. at tight end. But he's one of these guys who really brings everything to the table. And his senior highlight reel really popped out to me. Um, he plays in a tough district mm -hmm. there. I mean, there, there are some really good schools that he's lining up against each and every week, and he's a prospect who continued to get better. Uh, you know, a legitimate six foot five, two 230 pounds, so he has the, the, the size and ability to walk into a college program and get some early action, I think, and I think that's what makes him uh, a top 100 type of prospect in the state. Gosh, it's really tough, man, to make some of the – final calls because when you're pushing somebody up into the top 100 you're pushing somebody right. out mm -hmm. um so dabney is one of those guys his tape merited a rise the i think we saw that too just at the next level athlete camps there were a huge rise in tight ends like we talked about that while we were there it was like there's some serious talent at the tight end position coming up in these in these ranks the one thing that i love about what the texas high school football offenses do with the tight end is that it's a thinking it's a thinking man's game at that position. Mm -hmm. Whether you're playing H back or split out wide or playing inline, which in these spread offenses they ask these tight ends to do a lot of different stuff, and you have to learn a lot of different nuances of these offenses. And these guys are not only big, strong athletes usually, but they're also very smart. Finally, another entry into the top 100 uh, this time is uh, a guy that I I know he's been super productive. Right. Um, at, uh, at Justin Northwest, maybe just because it's a little bit off the beaten path, but Cooper McDonald, the linebacker, uh, the Washington commit, cracks the top 100, and, and I've I've really liked this kid. Like, I've like you just see the production, you see what he's able, the numbers he's able to put up uh, there with Justin Northwest, and, and he is a guy that uh, I am I'm I'm a particular fan of. I feel like Cooper McDonald has a bright future, and, and he's heading to Washington, a new member of the top 100. Well, he's he added some size and um, speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into his senior year the 
junior evaluation period for him last spring was huge. A lot of schools came through and offered, but he didn't have all of the necessary attributes, I think, that he had then that he does now. Yeah. He was playing his best football as a senior. And they've got another great player that didn't make the cut at the top 100, Michael Nichols, an Mm -hmm. offensive tackle. The reason why I give the edge to Cooper McDonald is because of his ability to close on the football and secure technique sound tackles. Mm -hmm. This guy doesn't mess up when he's making a tackle. He's exactly what you're looking for from a technique standpoint and wastes little time. We call it the zero angle whenever the running back and the linebacker are maybe five yards apart. where Where do they meet? Yeah. Cooper McDonald consistently closes on that zero zero angle and saves his defense yardage, and that's very impressive to me. Uh, the new top 100, the final top 100, uh, is at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Check it out to see uh, the best and brightest players in the class of 2020. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, so Thomas Hughes asked a good question before we got to the top 100. He said, when recruiters rank players, do they consider personal traits like integrity, character, etc., or do they just look at on-field ability? I'll let the expert. And we go to Greg Powers. <laughs> I would say the answer to that is certainly yes. You have to find some sort of sweet spot, I think, to balance out what you see and what you know about a prospect from an athletic standpoint. But I would say that those are exactly the things that you mentioned that gave Jackson Smith and Jigba the edge for number one this year. So you can look at it and directly point to a guy and say, those those things are what separated him from the pack. Right. Is he going to be a problem in the locker room? Or is he right. going to be, you know, is he going to be the kind of guy you just don't worry about? And and I know like my conversations with when I talk with high school coaches and and they've got a big time prospect, my question is never, "Hey, how are his hands?" right? Or 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 how is his pass blocking ability? My question is always, "What kind of kid is he?" Like, yeah. is he a good kid? Like, right. is, he, is he a smart kid? Is he a yes or no sir? So you got a good, you know, is, is is mom and dad taking care of business at home? Stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff I'm I'm looking for, and I know the reason I'm looking for it is because I know coaches are looking for it. Mm-hmm. Coaches want not just they, they want guys that are going to be good representatives of their program too. We consistently have that question asked to us while we're in front of colleges with the next level athlete yeah. product. Those are the answers that they want to know. They want to know from us and our relationships with the Texas high school coaches what they feel like these kids are bringing to the table from an integrity standpoint or in the classroom. That's a thing that I feel like that we do better than all of the other national recruiting services because we're right here in Texas, mm-hmm. is that we go to the coach and we figure out what these kids are bringing to the table. Does the coach like him? Does the coach have a good feeling for what they're going to be like in college? Can they adapt to the college classroom? Um, those are all the answers that we try our best to answer as we go through our travels throughout the state. And you'll see it right on Dave Campbell's Texas football when you pull up the rankings list. Um, I'm going to read it off to you. You know, scroll down a little bit here. Um, the Texas high school football coaches' recommendation and in-person evaluations play a significant role in DCTF's ranking process. Right. So yeah. that's what we look for. Plain and, and simple. Yeah, like, that's the thing, too. When you get to a smaller school, sometimes they might have to put up with a little more crap because you don't have as many players on the rosters. But when you get to college, they don't have to put up with that. But like, the, And the other thing for me is these colleges have tape. Like, they're looking at yeah. the tape. They can tell if you're a really good player. You know what I mean? So the insights that, that maybe you're able to give on, on the next level at the next level athlete um, <laughs> is, is, uh, is that is what kind of kid is he? What, you know, what is he taking care of? How do, what kind of practice? What kind of weight room guy is he? Right. What, right. Kind of guy, what kind of guy is he in practice? What kind of guy is he in the locker room? That kind of stuff definitely matters to coaches. Another thing to note, I think, when we talk about these rankings is that we're doing our best 
to try to provide our fans that come to the site a guideline to track the top college-bound prospects. And that's what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. NFL, if you make it onto the draft board someday, is an added bonus to make your ranking look good. But we're trying to project guys who will be college stars, right. and that's what we do here. And then uh, finally, we have a winner for the sticker. Our is this our final winner? No, we got one more sticker? tomorrow. One more tomorrow. All right, there's the sticker, and it was Josh Chaba. The okay. correct answer was Kevin Sumlin. That's right. The last time the question in the pre-show before the free show uh, was uh, who was the head coach of the last Texas team to win the Cotton Bowl? That was the 2013 Texas, well, 2012 Texas A&M Aggies, 2013 Cotton Bowl, and it was Kevin Sumlin. So congratulations to Josh. We'll get this in the mail for you soon. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.